you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and NFL.com. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm refreshed after a few days in beautiful San Diego. I went to Comic Con 2015, my Virgin Run to that event, and it was uh, positively gay. I'll tell you all about it. In a little while, Handsome Hank is on his way up here. In the meantime, though, in just a second or so, one of our favorite guys, certainly in 2015 and really in the last couple of years to pay us a visit here in Studio 66, Shane Vereen. Last we spoke to him, I think it was maybe five days after he and the Patriots vanquished the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. We kibitzed about this, that, and the other. Laguerre Blunt came in. It was a, it was a great time, and uh, he's coming in again. Instead of Laguerre Blunt, though, today he's bringing his younger brother, Brock Vereen, in here of the Chicago Bears. So looking forward to kibitzing with both of them. I will tell you, I just ran into them both in the hallway on my way up here, and, uh, and Shane, still delightful, Brock I have high hopes for him as well because he also seems delightful. But we'll get to the bottom of that when we dig into the segment called Very Important Stuff. As a matter of fact, let's get to it right now. (laughs) That's Dave Damashek. All right, it's time for the latest installment of Very Important Stuff. We address all that is on my brain and out there in the world. Here to help us do it, returning pal Shane Vereen, his brother, Brock Vereen, what's the poop, Vereen brothers? Just happy to be here. Happy yes, to be here. a yeah, pleasure to see absolutely. you. Absolutely, pleasure to be back. I see you got a, a gigantic thing on your hand now. Yeah, it's it's quite large, you know, but it, it was worth it, I guess. I, I suppose it's a burden, 
and you know, <laughs> but it's okay. A blessing and a curse, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yes, and now you have uh, you know. So it's weird. You have the New England Patriots logo on your hand there, yeah. but now you're a New York Giant. How's that looking? Right. You know, you know, New England Patriots on my hand, New York in my heart. Uh, it's, it's it's all going good. You know, it's going it's going good. I, I I'm very blessed, very happy. Uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to be in the situation that I am in the organization that I'm a part of now. And Brock, a terrific uh, start to your NFL career. You finished up 2014 nicely with the Chicago Bears. Now John Fox there. Let's get right to it here, fellas. I talk about the, the Giants and Tom Brady and the Patriots and all that. Let's get to this one first here, fellas. My first question for you. Tom Brady or Eli Manning, who's the who's the guy you want under center in January? To be honest, you can't really go wrong with no, either. No, that's I'm not an acceptable that. answer. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, uh, how can you go wrong? Tom's got four. Eli's got two. The two Eli has were was against a very very good New England team. Yes, I mean Eli is one of the best in the playoffs. Well, the correct uh, answer for you, you know is mean? the guy on the left is in the rear view mirror for yeah. Shane Vereen. <laughs> the right, only hey. choice for you is Eli. I'm rocking with Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Vereen, a more objective stance on this one. Who would you rather have under center on your team in January? I'll put it this way. If we're talking a full game, I'll go Tom Brady. If I need one drive, I think I might go Eli. Hmm, an interesting perspective on that. All right, let's open it up a little more expansive from just two individuals. Let's go this one. Giant as you are now, you're a <laughs> Chicago Bear. Who wins this? Wait, fight? why? Why do I look it's like that? <laughs> why, why? I didn't have why, a lot why of does time on that. Giant, look like, what's wrong with his belly button? Look at the bear. <laughs> fungus. Look at the bear. I know it's diseased in some way. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on on the left arm there. He's a sweaty mess and yeah. everything. And this, then on the other even, side, there's a handsome this, bear. This isn't even a question. You have a giant who clearly has staph infection. <laughs> bear, majestic, yes. graceful, smiling. I don't even know why this is a, a debate right now. Shane Vereen, how say you? Uh, you know, I think the giant would smash the bear. <laughs> I think the bear would put up a fight, but at the end of the day, it's a giant. I think, Brock, I'm going to go with Shane on this one because <laughs> I think we can't see scale here. That's what doesn't come through in the pictures here. The giant is a giant. He probably could smush the, the giant bear with his foot. Yeah, or his fingers. Bear's more athletic. Yeah. <laughs> now, your you old man, that. your old man toiled in the CFL. Henry played a little bit of ball. He was on the BC Lions. So, oh. all right, now let's expand it. <laughs> King of the jungle. Can he get into this mix? Yeah, he could get in, but he'll still get squashed just like the bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Any, any chance? Bear versus lion? How say you there, Brock? Bear. Yeah. I, I would even say bear, too. Yeah, I think, I think a bear – what, you know, I guess uh, there are rules against doing sort, these sorts of things, but uh, a battle between the wildlife <laughs> to settle these things in advance of actual NFL football games would yeah. be a fun little thing to do. Friday you might night. be able to pull it off. Maybe I could. You <laughs> might be able to. Other people probably not. Um, all right, next up, let's get into this one. I just got back from Comic-Con. I'll show you some pictures of that in a second. But something we've been talking about quite a bit, this is uh, Nerd Fair uh, at the highest of the highest order, is – who would win if all the action heroes in movie history, the human beings, though, not the superheroes, the yeah. human beings, if they all got into a fight, it doesn't just have to be Jason Bourne, Beatrix Kiddo, or James Bond. Who do you got? I start with you, Brock Vereen. Wow. Oh, man, this is tough. Um, no guns, too. Let's make a caveat. Okay. Ooh, okay. No guns, okay. but I'm going to allow cutlery 
Because if it's just with fists, yeah. but I mean, like if you Beatrix <laughs> Kiddo gets her right, right. her Hanzo sword. Yes, right. okay. Um, is Neo from the Matrix human? Neo is he's human, but when he go, it's all in the computer. True, world true. When he does true. his thing, so I think we have to rule him out. Okay, true. I'll throw at you Conan the Barbarian. Ooh. Is another good uh, contender okay. there. Okay. Uh, Lee from uh, from Enter the Dragon. Ooh. Oh, see, you bring in Bruce Lee now. Yeah. yeah. That's probably going to. Yeah. I mean, I love Jason Bourne and 007 as much as the next guy, but, I mean, they're not Bruce Lee. Incorrect. Jason Bourne would dispatch him. Oh Don't my you know God. What? Jason, let me what? tell you both something here and now. What? Jason Bourne. Who does he fight? Who does he fight? He almost, okay, hold, hold on. He almost hold on. exclusively only fights killers trained to kill him, and he beats but them all. The end, how, does he, how does he beat them? With guns. No, not always. Or no, he beats the time. He's killed All guys with magazines and Most books. In <laughs> yeah. a toaster, and they were not trained. <laughs> that was another trained killer. All right, so okay. you guys go okay. Lee yeah. from Enter the Dragon. That's your all I will go game. Lee, and then I will go Beatrix number two. Yeah, she Absolutely. killed I mean, yeah, she she crazy killed. 88s. Uh, Hanzo sword. She got, out of, she got out of a coffin. Like, you know, just. That's a good point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. Um, Jason, uh, the, uh, the next one. Oh, here we go. Shane Vereen versus Brock Vereen. Who's more handsome? Shane Vereen, <laughs> you're older, so I'm going to start with you here. Well, you know, as as much as I as I do love Brock, he's a good-looking young man. I, I'm a, you know, I'm going to go with Brock. I'm Brock Vereen, you're right. I'll give it to him. I'll no question, it. handsome gentleman. Only because he's a favorite child. The guy on the well. left looks confused. His mouth is open. <laughs> That's a pretty bad thing. clearly not focused on the game right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you know what? Right. <laughs> on the right is poised, calm, mm -hmm. confident, easy. I don't want to make a decision here. I'm going to let you two decide that. But I will say that the producers did you no favor, Shane. No favor. Yeah, they could have right. shown me nice and dapper. But <gasps> look no, at they showed me confused, <laughs> mouth open, look at my lips. Like, this is terrible. I suspect there's a beautiful young lady or perhaps a gaggle of beautiful young ladies that uh, Brock is making eyes at there. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Real quick, let's take a look at this. I want you to see some of my pictures because we were talking some Comic-Con. Look at that. Littlefinger gave me the hi-hat. He gave okay. you the finger. Yeah, there he is. I'm not a brony. I didn't know about this brony thing. There's the new oh, Batman new suit. Cannot wait. I, I hope Ben Affleck does a great job. Cannot wait. Oh, check you out. Loki. <laughs> and look at that. Amon I'm Green. green. Why, I, I'm walking around. And look at this. This is, to me, Comic-Con in a nutshell. Yeah. R2-D2. Venom, and then Aquaman with the photo bomb. What's that? Was there a person in that R2-D2? No, it's, a, was it's it an R2 unit. Come on, Brock. Okay, I'm That's an R2 things? unit. I'm There's no human sure. being. Was it's a robot. Control? It's a droid. I'm saying it's in that picture, was there someone in there? I don't know what you're talking about. It's a droid. <laughs> it's an R2 unit. There's okay. no such thing as a person inside of that. Hey, you have a famous uncle, Ben Vereen. I was wondering if I might compel either one of you or both to jump up on the table and do a little, uh, a little, do a little tap. Step. Are you Next able time. to do that? Next time. Are you yeah. good at it, though? At what, dancing or tap dancing? Tap dancing. Oh. No chance. Oh, really? No, no. I'll, you I'll, didn't pass I'll that it. on. I'll do it. But. All right, next next skill then, real quick. Brock Vereen, you've had some problem with this in the past. I'm an expert speller myself. Oh, God. Spell parallelogram. Oh, God. This, you, this, you, you guys did your research. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that that was the darkest day of my life. Uh, <laughs> a spelling bee gone bad for Brock Vereen. Horrible. P A 
R A. Uh, when is the double L? Uh, P A R A. L L E L, O G R A M. Ding yeah. ding ding! Rockerine <laughs> redemption. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and last thing before you guys get out of here, let's see who can name the most things with the word Vereen. Let's go around the table here. Let's what? rhyme words with oh, Vereen. Rhyme them. Okay. Yeah, I'll start us off. All right, go ahead. Teen. Machine. Wolverine. Dream. Bean. Green. Clean. Scene. Lean. Did you say green yet? He said green. Oh. Uh, machine? I said that. Uh, oh, he did say that, he yeah. He did? He's taking all my words. He's cheating. Teen. Teen. He said teen. I said teen. Yeah. He said team. I said teen. Like a teenager. Skeen. That's, that's, Wait, that's, that's a thing. That's not a word. That's, that's a thing. That. I don't know what it is, but it's a word. Scheme. 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 Scheme is a word. Right, we're playing fast and loose. Vereen ends in an N. That's scheme ends in an M. It's not a proper rhyme. Screen. Oh, screen. That's yeah, I catch a lot of those. I think uh, Yeah, of course. You got you. What you catch? Twelve of those in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Something like that? Many as we needed to win. I'm not mocking you. You caught hey, twelve balls in the in a saying, in a Super Bowl. Now you have that giant thing on your hand. Brock is less interested in winning one now that he sees what it, the ridiculousness <laughs> that he'd have to walk around in there. Hey, listen, Shane Vereen, what a pleasure to see you again. Brock Vereen, what a pleasure to meet you for a first time. If you're so inclined, if you want to talk superheroes or anything else. Time. Instead of talking gridiron X's yeah. and O's, let's talk some more superheroes yeah. at your earliest convenience. Sounds good to me. All right. Good to see you, fellas. Have a good time here. There they go. Appreciate Most it. important stuff ever. What do we call this? Very important <laughs> stuff. That's what the segment is. They're the Vereen brothers. And next time they're here, they're going to dance on this table. You're listening to David. Oh, my God. I'm swooning. There they go. I Shane still terrific, in spite of that ridiculous thing he's got on his hand. He's a he's a wonderful fella, and Brock is a revelation in my book. Black tie. Brock's really cool. We were about to get into the Batman v Superman trailer, but he had to go do some TA. I know. As he was walking out to pull the curtain back, he said, uh, "You know, off on the heels of uh, some of that conversation, he said, who wins the superhero battle?'" And we started to get into that. My favorite uh, way to approach that, Black Tie, as you may or may not recall, is who would win if the Avengers and the Justice League got into a fight if you paired them up one by one? I mean, Superman wins. There's no way unless there's kryptonite. You know, I don't know how Superman would lose to anybody. And people will say, well, the Hulk could beat him because he's also indestructible. But as I've said before, and I'll say again to you now, Superman's smarter than the Hulk. Although the Hulk is smart, Banner, Bruce Banner's smart, there would really be no answer to Superman just grabbing the Hulk by his big toe, pulling him out into space and just leaving him there. Then what's your answer to that, Hulk? You're stuck in the middle of space forever. Well, before we go down this hole, just real quick, one last thing about Brock. How does uh, the baby name Brock? That's not a. Oh, no, that's a good yeah. point. That's not a great baby name. Yeah, Brock the baby. One. That is a weird one. Hey, look who's coming through the door right now. Our main man all the way from London, England. Now he's our resident Miami Dolphins fan. Got good news for him along those lines in just a second. He's handsome, Hank. He's handsome, He's handsome, Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Um, 
You've just had the Vereen brothers in here, right? I have, yes. Did, did they? You, did you speak with them? I saw them on the guys. way out. They seem very nice. Yeah. Did they get you with water balloons? Did they surprise you with some? Uh... Why? Because I'm a little dewy. You're you're you're, you're covered in water. Like it, that's not. I mean, that has to. It can only be water. It's not sweat. No one sweats that much. That's not. It's not sweat. I. I it's dew. Right. So what did you do? Some kind of physical activity with them? Did they... I was working here. Working on what? I, I would like to just time. paint a picture that no one will ever want to see. Right now, Dave is wearing a pink shirt. His gut is protruding, as usual, yeah. fairly significantly from there. Under his breasts are two large patches of water. Under his armpit, that it kind of comes flows from the armpit. Not water, it's dew. Armpits into the middle of the chest. And then down his back, it looks like there's um, the beginnings of the Mississippi. Look at that. The, the sweat, Dave, I... the, under, the underarm sweat. Just about does connect with the bosom. It does. What are you going to do? Are you Because in a minute, like, it's fine. You're in here. We're family. This is cool. But you are going to have to go out into public. Like, what? okay, I'll give you an example. Lindsay Rhodes from NFL Total Access is going to walk past you in at some point in the next hour. What do you, when she says, hey, Dave, what happened? You're looking awfully wet. What are you going to say? Women like swarthy men. Swarthy, not That's sweaty. what I am. Sweaty is different to swarthy. You realize that, <laughs> don't you? All right, listen. I got a, I got a little uh, hot under the collar, Obviously. literally, and uh, and some dew. This is the, this is uh, what happens when you're working. Mm. That's a, this is this is Damashek working. You know, I see. these football guys are about to go to training camp, and all through August, they're going to be working out. They'll leave the field, be, and they'll be sweaty. No one's going to say, "What happened here?" You know? Yeah, but they will have done something. You've been sitting in a chair talking to someone. This is my work. You understand? <laughs> okay. Yeah, These are it. my workouts. Hands. I get it. It's absolutely revolting. I agree. I'm not. I, you know what? If it were anyone else, I would. I would maybe literally throw up. If if I saw, <laughs> if I were as close as you are to me right now, I might throw up. If honestly, if it was me, I'm being totally serious. If it was me and I was sitting in your chair and this has happened, I would be thinking, I need to go and find it, buy a new shirt. I can't I feel, go in public and wear Can you like, imagine the shame I felt when Shane Vereen and – Did they comment and, on it? No, but I mean, they're human beings right. with two eyes. I mean, they, they could certainly see that it was getting disgusting. Do you think, do you think they will be saying, you know, like they'll be in a car heading yes. home tonight and they'll be like, I really enjoyed my visit to NFL Network, but my favorite bit was a sweaty guy. <laughs> the fat guy? <laughs> the fat, the, sweaty the guy. The fat guy who looks like uh, Robert Baratheon. That was the thing, handsome. These guys both knew their uh, they both knew their nerddom. They were right. superheroes. They liked their Game of Thrones. Both Vereen brothers. By the way, handsome, I want to tell you all about Comic Con. I just mm-hmm. uh, I just returned. Real quick though, I promised that I had good news for you and I have right. good news for the audience too. On Thursday, joining us here in Studio sixty six, mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry. You mean the 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 greatest receiver from the 2014 draft class? The one hand catcher the one himself. One catcher himself. He the, and uh, Odell Beckham yeah. have been trading one hand catches online. I've noticed they have. They're um, they're good friends from LSU. You can ask the question. You always ask LSU I love people. To ask it. Why the hell did you guys not uh, win a championship? Well, I just I don't know about the defense, but I know certainly the defense day. had Honey Badger on it yeah, for a true. long time. There's, I mean, there there are no excuses. They and Clemson should be ashamed of themselves. No, but them the more than Clemson. Start. Well, listen, Clemson had Taj Boyd, who was a great college QB. Right. They had Sammy Watkins, Martavis yep. Bryant, Dwayne Allen, mm-hmm. and Andre Ellington all on one team. Right. 
that should have been a pretty that, good team. That doesn't match up with Odell Beckham, who's better than their best receiver. I think we'd say after that, okay. Jarvis Landry, who's who's pretty good receiver. Mettenberg, probably not as good as um, Taj Boyd. As, as Boyd, Jeremy Hill, I think could match up against anyone. Trying to Lael th- Collins, Lael just, Collins you know, could have been had a couple other. And I'm trying to think who they had at tight end. Probably not anyone that that we can think of that both formidable both lost three games right. what, what how did either team lose games with that with uh stacked rosters like that anyway Jarvis Landry will be here on Thursday handsome Hank and uh I I hope nay demand that you be a I'd love to be here if I can what are we gonna do though because we need to do some feet of... well, I think you need to wear an undershirt and an undershirt <laughs> under your undershirt <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real low-key <laughs> just have too. an umbrella maybe I need one of those <laughs> mini little fans that exactly. uh, just constantly blows on you but you maybe or me or both of us we need to figure out some sort of uh, Why don't we physical get him feet well one-handed catches why well, don't we get too- him to get us to do one-handed catches he could teach us his yeah. tricks. Maybe it'll be that simple. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, like we have two more weeks before we have to report right. to training camp. Exactly. Once he teaches us uh, the, this, this uh, great trick of the trade. In the meantime, training camp is, like I say, just two weeks away. It is. It's close. Yeah. I mean, the, the you know, the, the guys are going to be getting in there very soon now. And it's in the final days. Des Bryant says he – won't go if he doesn't have a contract. How say you on this uh, important football matter? I, th- I mean, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I would be. I, I, I think that there, there may be something rumbling in Dallas where he does get, he does get the contract before training camp comes around. I agree with that, except that it's curious that you know, on the heels within the last handful of days, the report started to come out. All right, Des and the Cowboys are speaking. And you thought, all right, so that was all a bunch of nonsense as mm-hmm. these contract things usually are. They usually come together and they posture on both sides. But now they've had these discussions and now Des is tweeting. All right, but guess that- what, Cowboys? Hey, Stephen Jones, I'm not going to make it. But that presumably is the last offer that we got from you, which was over the weekend or at the end of last week, wasn't quite what we wanted. And we want to be taken seriously with the with the counter offer that we've put out there. So we're going to say this. I mean, I, I just I don't see how the Cowboys. First of all, I don't think it matters if Des misses a week or two weeks of camp. I just I can't see that for a receiver of his caliber. I can't see that making a huge difference. But on the other hand, there's no way that the Cowboys let this get to the. If he if Des is serious about missing a certain number of games in the season. There's not a chance Dallas lets it get there because because in that division where we all I think we agree that. The Redskins uh, are who they are, but the other three teams have probably improved, or the other two teams have probably improved. The Cowboys can't afford to say, "Okay, well, we'll, we'll we won't be have our best player on the field for for a number of the games." Yeah, you know, you wonder how much attrition they could possibly survive. We talked the last week with Elliot Harrison, who uh, is pretty plugged in with the NFC stuff, and um, he's a you big know, Cowboys fan, isn't he? Yeah, it, it, it did come up. I have. Yeah, I, I did listen. Cowboys I did fan. listen, and that came across. Um, Really likes Tony Romo. Thinks he's going to be good this year. Well, they they have no Demarco Murray. They certainly couldn't uh, stand to lose Des Bryant. No, right. They would really. I mean, it really is. That would be a big a big issue. Cole um, Beasley doesn't quite. I know, fill the but void. Uh, you know, listen, training camp. I wonder when it's just going to. I mean, I know, understand that uh, you know there's a lot of money tied into these preseason games and everything else. But how long can they justify, from a football perspective, the need for training camp when so many guys miss giant swaths of it and they show up and ready to go for the regular season? I would come up with an excuse 
every year to miss training. But every he, year I would have some. Oh, my knee. It's my knee, coach. I can't do it this year. But you, but you have to be a guy who who's proven you can do it before you can you can take training camp off. Actually, as as it goes. I am holding uh, during training. I'm taking the first two weeks of training camp off. I'm going back to the UK. I feel like mm. I, you know, there's nothing I need to prove in training camp. Well, I hope there's uh, if, if there's a photograph. If anybody has a photograph of me right now, right in my sweaty state, like what? Well, now it's a, just a double. It'd be redundant for me to work out, coach. Yeah, that's because sure. look, I've been clearly working out all morning mm. vigorously. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what happens with Des and uh, in the run up to training camps. For pro and college, we also see Jim Harbaugh is over in Paris, and he's been tweeting out pictures. He went to McDonald's. I, you, I, you know what? I really, I can't stand when people do that. That is a bad. What are your thoughts on that? That's what, a bad do you thing. think that's do you think that's ugly American behavior? Yeah, I definitely do. And I was he there? I mean, if he's there with kids, I don't know. Maybe he's off to eat snails and whatever tonight. I saw no sign of children. Yeah, I, I think that's a horrible thing for him to be doing. It's really it's, it is, but it's it, between but that there is and something. But in the same way that Jim Hobb, I mean, presumably he's wearing his khakis and and whatever it is that you know that he his uniform, maybe in the same way that he finds it easier every day to get up and wear exactly the same costume. Mm. Maybe it's just easy. You know, he knows he wants the Big Mac meal with a, a chocolate milkshake, and that just taking him out of his routine. Well, between that and reports that he has padded up and practiced against NFL players when he was a coach, and when he threw out the first pitch at a Tigers game recently, he wore a full uniform or whatever. I don't remember what team he did it for. I think it was the Tigers, though. Anyway, wore a full uniform. All of this leads me to believe more and more that maybe there was some mystical thing that happened to him, like Tom Hanks in Big, and he's actually just a 12-year-old boy. (laughs) That's I mean, that's the only logical thing I can only conclusion I can come to at this point. He's a strange man. He is a strange man. I think that's where I would go. It's not necessarily that any anything supernatural has happened, but just that he is an odd guy. Um. All right, handsome. We only have a couple weeks, and you know we're listen. We're keeping our nose to the grindstone, and we continue to address all the big issues in pro football in the run up to training camp and. Boy, oh boy! How many do you know a day? Do you have a day count? Is it like fifty-five days or something to to kick off the NFL? Kick? Yeah, I would say fifty-five sounds about right. Um, so we're you know listen, we're keeping our eye on the prize that is uh, is is that kickoff game. But what do you make of? In the meantime, we have a we have a couple more days while we're on vacation here. The big event, the Super Bowl for nerds, Comic Con just took place. Mm-hmm. I'd never been there. I always heard about it. I, I don't know what it is about me that made me think, ah, that wouldn't be for me. I couldn't have been more wrong. I, I, I went wild. Then. Yeah, I've been to, I've been, I haven't been to the event. I've been in San Diego when the event's going on mm-hmm. before. And it is, a, it's bizarre because there really is, I mean, it's everywhere. Everywhere you go, there are people wearing unlikely outfits. Like I remember seeing a, um, they call rickshaw drivers. Yes. Like cycle, you know, they, that's a thing in San Diego. The people who pedal you around and seeing a very, very um, overweight cat woman on the back of hmm. a um, of a rickshaw and that, like all in leather. But she was, I mean, pushing 280 pounds um, in the like in the, and being cycled along by some guy who looked um, like he was he was carrying more than he wanted to on the back of his bike. Well, it's funny you say because the rickshaws were outfitted. They you know they they were themed. I don't know if that's a, 
Comic-Con tradition, but this year I saw a number of ones that were made up to look like the throne, the Iron oh, really? Throne from Game of Thrones. Wow, that's cool. I, I, I almost jumped in. I would have taken one it. just for the fun of it, yeah. It's crazy down there. I mean, San Diego, I had no idea. I knew it was beautiful, but it's probably been legitimately a dozen years since I've been down there, save I did go run down there once for a baseball game maybe eight years ago, but hadn't spent any time. And, of course, it's, uh, you know, it's a lovely place like everybody else says. But the entire – this gas lamp district oh, is downtown. It's the whole thing. It goes on. How do the places all stay open, the bars and restaurants? There can't be that many well, – I, mean, I guess there are or else – uh, yeah. uh, well, but, it's but they go uh, block after block yeah. after block of bars and restaurants. I've been there in you know out of seat you know July, or I don't know uh, you know when they're on a Tuesday night and still there are really there are you know there's people out there enjoying themselves and it, it seems like the people place. the people who live in San Diego take advantage of it. You know some of those places you go to a city and, yeah and it's like well that's for tourists. This is definitely. Uh, you know, it's a fun place. Tourists come there, but it's also where the locals go out and, and have their fun as well. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah, it seems very like it seems like an entire downtown of lofts and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they just uh, take the elevator down to the first floor and walk into the, the bar there. But either way, it was wonderful. And the thing that was great about Comic-Con is exactly what you just touched on. The funniest aspect of it are, you know, it's grown-ups. And a lot of them dress up like they're fa- and they a go. A lot of them, I mean, they spare everyone. no expense. Though. Right? They don't go to the they don't go to Walmart and pick up the little uh, you know fifteen dollar mask with the uh, rubber no, no, band no. on the back of it. They they are fully <laughs> outfitted head to toe. And what's great is to see those people in those outfits doing mundane things like eating yes. a hot dog. Yeah. Because they have to do those kind of things. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Watching uh, Joffrey Baratheon in, you know, lining up for his McDonald's with Jim Harbaugh is that's an. It's I saw. A thing. I saw one fat Batman pushing his infant <laughs> around in a stroller. That, <laughs> that's terrific. I saw the, the overweight ones are, are good because I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't want to play on too many ideas of what these type of people are like, but there is definitely a crossover in real life between. People who are really, really into comic books and that type of thing, and people who maybe eat one or two more McDonald's than they would need on any given day. And uh, they, I, when I was there, you saw a lot of people who are wearing their favorite superhero or whatever character, but they are, you know, a plus size version. I did see, I did see a very short Bane. <laughs> now is not the time for height. I don't, but yeah, he was a, he was a, so I saw one little guy. The the best thing is to just stand by the elevators and, the, and they're going up and down and there are hundreds of people on either side of it and they're in their ridiculous outfits going up and down past one another. Right. That's great stuff. And, and do you, did the you, urinals, the the line at the urinals yeah. must be the best. Right. Seeing, uh, you know, Robert Baratheon. Let me raise a question to you guys. Yeah. Uh, if you would dress up to Comic-Con, what would you dress up as? Mm. It's a great That's question. A great question. Yeah, I uh, with my beard. You know what I was thinking about? Actually, it occurred to me as I was leaving there. I think I would. It would probably get some attention from from the people there if I claimed to be George Lucas. <laughs> that could work. That, I see that. I can see that working. I just need one of those director things, those monocle things that they look through mm-hmm. to make sure the shots right. You know, just have that around my neck. I would go in my normal business casual. Where and say I was Clark Kent. Ah, that's right. 
So you just need, like, often said you need the before, horn so, rims. Yeah. You need the black horn the, rims. And the then so both of y'all are finding loopholes to not dress up, essentially, okay, is what you're telling to, me. If I really I'm talking to. about, like, dressing up like you're Boba Fett. By the way, wait, excuse me. We this w- Without explanation, it must be jarring to the audience to hear what was black tie behind the glass has now been transformed into Tommy tie. Tommy tie. Black right. tie shipped out. Tommy tie grabbed his seat there. What would you do there, Tommy tie? Ooh, that's tough. I'd probably dress up as Arrow because I'm a big Arrow fan right now. There was a lot of Arrow stuff there, and uh, I saw a handsome you. I don't want to make you jealous after the fact, but – I went to see Conan O'Brien. He was doing his shows right. down there, and it was—I mean—it was a really a great environment. Um, and he had the night I went the cast of Game of Thrones. Ooh! And he had some Walking Dead people. Now you're friends with uh, what's his name, Lincoln? Andy Lincoln. Rick. Yes, was Rick there? Rick, Rick was Grimes. not there. No. Rick wasn't there. Uh. Um, but the, uh, the, the you know Daryl. What I, I I'm I'm over Walking. Well, you know what? I've over. never I've only watched one episode. I've, although I am, you're right, friends with, with one of the lead characters. I, I, Why don't you get him in here for Studio 66? We'll do very important stuff with him, too. We, I'd love to. He, uh, I'm sure he would like to as well, but he's in Atlanta most of the time shooting the next season of, I mean, uh, whatever they're in, season 11 or something. So I go to Conan, and um, it was, uh, you know, it was a pretty heavily Comic-Con themed kind of right. kind of comedy and everything. Wh- who from Game of Thrones was that? They had tons of people there. Let me see if I, I mean I can't name them all. Cersei Lannister. Um, she, was she wearing clothes? She was not. Okay. Uh Sansa Stark was right. there. Um you know who was the upset winner for the foxiest of the women that were there? The Red Witch was there. Right. Um was um she's beautiful by the way, but she has black hair. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, they can change hair color these days. I, I've heard about the, that. Um, you know, What's the well, – who is uh, Marjorie? Uh, Marjorie. She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she's the winner. She's a fox. That, she'd, be the, she'd be my winner. She probably is the winner still for me. Um, Sansa Stark, uh, um, Arya was there. Right. She's a little – she seems like she must be a 16 or 18-year-old right. little girl. Um, but the bet – you know who's really good looking? Who's the fat guy? Who's Jon Snow's best friend? Um, the fat bearded guy. guy yeah. who's the, the yeah, nerd. I call him the fat peasant. I'm not sure what his real name is. He was very funny and charming with right. the, the, some of the stories he told. But I think his name's John Bradley. Is that his character's name is John? No, no, no. No, his in real life. I don't care what his right, name is. I don't care what his real name is. Um, no one cares what your real name is either, by the way. <laughs> That's true. I mean, even even within the office, I don't go by Tommy Ty. I go by my last name. Um, I don't even go by my first name. But... His girlfriend in person. Oh, really? A vision. Really? A, a vision. Huh. Yeah, terrific. Um, who else was there, though? So, wait. So, they were to- talking to Conan. They weren't talking to you. No, they weren't talking no. to, to me at all. So, did you – I mean, during this whole thing, did you uh, – I presume you were there as a, a VIP. That's that's kind of how you roll. I went to a little post thing. This is this, Here's the story we really wanted. Well, they weren't the Game of Thrones people. I don't care about them, but there must have been someone there. Conan O'Brien was there. I spent 20 minutes kibitzing with him. It was heaven. You know, I mean, listen, that's 25 year old. I mean, you know, uh, 25 years later, the show starts in 93. So 22 years later, I was in and I told Conan this and I couldn't help myself. Um, But to tell him that, you know, from the first from the cold open of his first show, 
I was on board when, right. when, you know, I, I don't know if that reached the UK, but when the show hit the air, he actually, the, the, before he comes out onto the stage, it was a cold open of him, his alarm going off, waking up and people, as he walked to work in, on his first day in Manhattan, everybody stopping to tell him, you'll never be as good as Letterman. Don't screw this up. That kind of stuff. It was, and then he almost hangs himself before the producer comes <laughs> to get him to come out to start the show. And I, it was hysterical. And from that uh, moment on, I've been, uh, I've been a fan. So Kibitz in with him was great. And at the end, he challenged me to a fight and he did that old timey kind of fighter guy that right. he does. And, you know, I'm, keen on that kind of stuff too yeah, yeah. and he showed me his belly for some reason to show what i was up against did you show him your belly no nah, he probably was, could see it no nah, i didn't want him to <laughs> <laughs> it was peeking out whether, yeah, exactly. whether i wanted it to or not so that was great also jack mcbrayer was there it was weird because you see celebrities in in la a lot but it was more striking to see them in san diego for some reason i think. actually yeah the, the time that i told you that i, I was down there I then got on a flight back on, let's say it was Saturday afternoon, back to L.A., and uh, it was pretty cool because the whole plane was full of, of celebrities on their way back from from seeing it. There's a flight? What, from San Diego to L.A.? Of course there is. There's an airplane ride that you can take to cover you from San Diego to L.A. I had no idea that such a thing existed. That's true. But, and I also saw at dinner Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Yeah, and he was surrounded by – you knew all the faces. You didn't know uh, – well, maybe somebody uh, smarter than I would. But I, I didn't know the actors' names, but you knew everybody at the table. Right. <clears throat> you, you'd seen them in uh, this, that, or the other over the years. But I knew Del Toro, heavy set with the beard. For a second, I thought, George R. R. Martin? No, wrong heavy set bearded man. And then I placed uh, exactly. Del Toro there. And so I know that when when uh, I've been there as well, football players like to be a part of, of Comic-Con. I'm glad you mentioned that. I almost passed over that. So here are the two candidates for the weirdest Comic-Con site that I've seen. The right. first of which is Boba Fett, you know, really a very authentic mm-hmm. looking Boba Fett. And so, of course, I had to take my picture with him. So I, as I go over to him, I see a guy and I say, wait, I know that guy. Who is that? And we did something with him. I did something with him maybe two or three years ago in New York City. And I'm, I, I said, Amon Green? And he, and he said, like, oh, yeah, hey, NFL Network guy, right? And I said, yeah, but I'm supposed to be here. You're a football player. What are you doing at Comic-Con? <laughs> he just was a fan of it. He had Batman, a Batman shirt. He wasn't in a He costume. wasn't dressed up. I would like to have an NFL. I thought you were going to say that when you – He was Jar Jar Binks. He was Jar Jar Binks. You're like, <laughs> I want my picture taken with you. That's right. NFL Network guy. I'm, I'm on green. Um, so I took a picture with Boba Fett and I'm on green, yep. which was uh, you would do. a surreal image. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the other thing that was great was uh, – Jean-Claude Van Damaschek loves um, loves uh, Venom. He thinks uh, right. Venom is really a cool bad guy. And so I saw two Venoms, or so I thought they were two Venoms. People have since pointed out on social media that I don't know my superheroes very right. well because one is Carnage. Who's Carnage? Carnage? Who's he fight against? Who's he a bad guy? Do you know Tommy Ty? Look him up, would you? I, but they look identical, so I don't, they they really have the same right. kind of thing. Except one is has is black with hints of red, and the other one is black with hints of blue. Is the only thing That's, I could see. Yeah. But anyway, so I wanted to get a picture with vent with two venoms, you know, or venom and carnage. And as I was about to take the picture with them, an R two unit rolled up. 
beep, 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 beep. Brock kept asking me. Brock Vereen kept saying, was there a human in there? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. So an R2 Yeah, it's, not the, it's a droid. It's a droid. I don't know a human. That's no heartbeat. So then, so now there's an R2 unit there. And so I posed like Leia in on Tatooine when they're, you know, she's yep. trying to get the message out to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, when she bends, she's doing that nonsense. Help us, Obi-Wan. Kano- help us, Obi-Wan. So I do that pose surrounded by two Venoms. And I look at the picture after the fact. We got photobombed by Aquaman. Aquaman's just hovering in the background. And Always to me, that's that. the best. That's yeah. I, I don't know that you could do better than that. Two Venoms, an R2, an R2 unit, and Aquaman in the background. And, with his, and Carnage. Uh, and Carnage, yeah. So his name is Cletus Casty in real life, but then he merged with Venom and became like this other thing. Weird. I don't know how that works. Ah, uh, see, I wasn't so wrong. No, Everybody yeah, he's kind of Venom, me. but he he fights like Silver Surfer and, and Spider Man and stuff. Really? Yeah. Well, then he must be good because I think Silver Surfer is one of those, you know, otherworldly types, right? He's not of this planet. No. Isn't he able to destroy the planet if he wants? There it is. If you want to take a look at it, there, handsome. We That's put the a great picture, picture. Up there for you. See Aquaman. Oh, I do. Yeah, I see Aquaman. He he's. Uh... I'm as you can see in the foreground. I'm toiling with Venom. Venom and I are Aquaman working on in that. the background. I hope people can see this picture. That Aquaman in the background looks. If you grew your hair, and 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 also <laughs> lost lost two hundred and fifty. Got a little fit. This, this picture's on. Uh, this picture's yeah. on your Twitter feed, right? Check. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you're listening, go go to the Twitter feed. But I what I don't appreciate is Carnage or whatever he is. I don't like that he he seems to be checking his watch. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't interesting enough. Yeah, exactly. We're doing important work here, Carnage. Venom and I. We're trying to unearth. We the R two unit holds Aquaman, important information. That Aquaman holds plans that can destroy the Death Star, and you're too busy checking your watch to be a part of it. But I bet you're going to want a medal at the ceremony <laughs> once we destroy that Death Star. That Aquaman kind of looks eerily close to the hobo from Happy Gilmore. That kind of foils with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but it's a great time there. It's really, I, boy, I, I got to go back to San Diego. That's it sounds like a DDFP outing, actually. We should, I think, take, we should take the podcast on the road there. Do you know what? I think that would be a great time. I also think it's a good place to maybe take the kids. Mm. I can't decide. It might be a little, I think it might be a little disturbing to see so many grown-ups. Um, after what, our, why, what is, why are there so why many the, yeah, adults I, like this? You, well, yeah, I mean, you know, as fun as it is, uh, I don't think I want any of my children turning out to be one of those people who is an adult to you know, 250 plus. Amon pounds. Green was a pro football player. He, <laughs> he, he was there. He was fine. Uh, I would tell you what I would like to know is, do they have other Padres in town at the same time? Because I think it'd be fun to go to a baseball game with all the people dressed in Comic-Con. I think that would just be another layer of, of bizarre behavior there, and that and that's that's right downtown the i know ballpark. it's right it's, it couldn't be i mean it's, it's in the middle of the in fact it's next door to the right. convention center where they right. do the whole thing so uh um no is the answer to that at least this year i don't know maybe uh you know maybe year to year that changes um i think it would be too much though it'd be yeah. it'd be it'd be crazy but um anyhow what a great time it was uh it was down there i'm so glad i finally made it down there and now i suspect that i'll make a return visit so will conan conan uh, loved it so much that uh, that he's, he's coming back. back yeah it was really neat that uh, you know listen i mean i worked on i worked with uh, kimmel for all those years and was there to you know i was i i would spend 
you know, three hours daily with him before he would go out onto the stage. But this was different because this was playing to 3,000 people. And to talk to him about what that was to walk onto the stage, I mean, it was intensely loud in that joint, you know, to to be around there. And it was, uh, it was, um, it was fun to just sort of kibitz with him a bit and with the showrunner and sort of talk to some of the writers on, uh, you know, on, uh, on that been show. on Conan for yeah. a long time and a little bit of, note comparing you know and all that kind of stuff but um anyhow what a what a gay time it was and what a gay time today was with shane and barack vereen i feel sad that they had to see me sweat the way they did what about me i had to sit in here after you sweated i know i feel bad about that as well did you see uh true detective i did and well have you caught up because yes. last time i spoke to you i'm spoiler I, alert spoiler alert i've seen it but just There's for a spoiler. Else. I don't spoiler think I don't think season two of True Detective is is not worthy of so it. wildly successful that we have to worry about spoiler alerts. It's yeah, a fraction but people, of the audience. If you remember, can... I agree with you. But if you remember the from last season, it really didn't turn up until this fourth episode. Right, no, 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 no. Hey, that's not true. The, here's no, it, my, here's my problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, was a great episode. I'm going to lay out three issues for you. First of all, Vince Vaughn is utterly implausible. Like there's nothing there's nothing believable about, about Vince Vaughn's character. I, a, because he's, well, first of all, because he's a comedy actor, and I just can't get past that. Second of all, because when he's not a comedy actor, it turns out he's a terrible actor. And third of all, because his dialogue is atrocious. It's just, it's, it would never come out of anyone's mouth. Well, by the way, the have you noticed that it, it's mostly Vince Vaughn and, um, I can't think of her name, the female the, the girl. star. They, yeah, they kick off every episode with those two, I feel like. What's her name? Like, why can't I think of her well, name? Well, his wife, or... No, the the from uh, the, the yeah, I don't wedding know. crashers. No, not Rachel McAdams. She, Rachel McAdams. No, I thought you were talking about his his wife. Rachel McAdams. No, no, no. Rachel oh, McAdams yeah. is great. Uh, she's, Ra- she's yeah, she's a star. Well, no, no, no. Colin Farrell is. Colin neither. Farrell is the star. Is the star, but I but mean, Vince Vaughn is not the star. He, Colin, no, he's Fa- not. Colin Farrell is marvelous in this. Yes, show. I really do think so. But the writer. I, another person whose name I can't summon right now. Nick Pizzolato. Was there you go. He, for some reason this season, seems like he is reaching to sound he's, like David he, Mamet. Right, doesn't he? He's writing a pastiche of himself doing the he original li- one. He, li- he likes to leave out adverbs a lot. You know, they're, they're, they're adverb adverse. Vince right. Vaughn and uh, Rachel McAdams. Yes. They just they drop words out. Where I'm coming from, you know, where I sit, ain't right to treat man that way. <laughs> it does. It, it does. It does sound a lot like that. The other part right, is. So go ahead. Yeah, the, your next. The, point. Okay, so my next point is True Detective season one. Very simple premise. There's a guy who's got a screw loose who's killing um, people, and maybe there's a loose connection to to you know some kind of a larger fraternity of people who are into this thing. I have. No idea what's happening. This is more confusing than it's Game the most of Thrones. Confu- it's way more confusing. There's, there's a money trail somewhere. Then they were standing in the middle of a field with loads of sticks coming out of it, talking about how there's metal in the soil. Well, that, that's, and- that's just the cover-up for, for, the, for, the, uh, for the train line. All right, right, you're super smart. This, what I've now about, for me, this is difficult. There no, is, no, I, I agree. Is, I'm confused, too. There's about three-quarters of the way through this last episode, episode four. There's a news reporter saying that the locals don't want the train line. Right. And they are limiting bus routes now to help uh to you know to to help pay for the building of the train line which the locals don't want or need. 
But Vince Vaughn has obviously devoted a great deal of his money to this train getting right. built, so he's insistent on it getting built. I had no idea that even that was happening. I mean, I right. couldn't. I didn't understand. So I what's his agenda? Right. I mean, I know he wants the train line, right. but what's the pushback also, on the train? I had no idea what that was. the man who killed, I'm not quite sure how he no, fits in. It, well, he fits in because he was the middleman between everybody. So he he had his money, and then he got killed. So that's why Vince right. Vaughn is it's on this vendetta. doesn't have any money. But then Vince Vaughn's going around, and again, this is part of the employment. But what, what's the like Russian doing? Trying to get money back from people who, who, right. uh, who like extort money from people. I would just be like, no, Vince Vaughn. You're not having any of my money. Get out of my office. Then right. part three of, of my issue is, in the first one, it was very like we had no idea really up until that final episode who we were looking for, who was the bad guy. The mayor of this town is the most kind of comic, um, like over signposted bad guy in almost the he's history. He's constantly of boozing. How is he's he standing constantly up? Constantly boozing. And then at the end of the last episode, where it was like immediately that he was in the room. And they're like, you should go and, and try and make this arrest. And he's standing there rubbing his hands together and looking sly. And the background's like, of course he's tipped them off. Tipped off whoever the bad guy is that the police are coming and there are going to be a gigantic shootout. And and sorry, that was the spoiler alert. No sooner did I think that than, in fact, there was a gigantic well, shootout. Well, I mean, that's the thing that jumps out to me is, in the history of mankind, have local police ever had a shootout of that scale? Of that magnitude, I know, exactly. That's never happened, and right? You there know are, there you are know? like cops, local police for, maybe maybe I'm wrong and I'm forgetting something, there's never been like 20 or 25 dead people like, right. yep. In yeah. the middle of the road. But then also... <laughs> Kansas City police had a shootout and uh, like 25 people, people just died. got killed. But what? also what? when... Like, what just I, happened? Not that it's ever happened to me, but if you shoot a gun, I would say, in, in any major city in America, there would be a police... And I mean, apart from the fact there were police there already, there would be more police that would turn up within 30 seconds. They got to kill... You know, a large number of people. Yeah, and, and just and magically... 50,000 rounds. And then it isn't until... You know, the three of them are standing there going, whew, it's lucky we're, we're all still alive since we're the main characters in this show and every other policeman's <laughs> been shot. That's a, that's Not a to mention, if, that's if, you're going, if you're going in with the scale of this magnitude of, like, something that's about to go down with, like, that much uh, uh, power behind your attack, you're... Everybody on the force is going to know something's about right. to go down. There should be more than one person. But in the then area, it's not until you know? yeah, that's a good. It's, point. It's not until they're all standing there that suddenly you hear sirens in the background. Yeah, the yeah, they're all looking coming. at each other. Like, and you've been shooting now for twenty five right, minutes, and saying. nobody thought to bring more police. Yeah. There. Why aren't movie cops more plugged in to the history of movie cops going in without backup? I mean, that just never works yeah, out. Yeah. You got to wait for backup. If we've learned anything from movie cops and TV cops. I didn't see one radio on anybody. And the other thing you learn from uh, movie cops and TV cops is that they love to argue over whose crime scene it is. Right. That's a big debate, too. That's a big thing. What are you doing in my crime scene? Yeah, McAdams does that like three times. Well, what? But as I've always said. Someone on my force dies here, it's my crime scene, too. That's good for you remembering that that was the, the response to Rachel McAdams. But as I've said before, human beings, I know I'm an especially lazy human being, but wouldn't most people, if somebody else was there and said, like, no, no, I want this crime scene, so be like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Good. You, That's, you have it. You Go do the it. paperwork. Yeah. You do all the hustling. I don't. You might get shot. Hey, do yeah. it all, man. I, I, I think I would make an argument which made me sound, oh, no, no. It's like when someone asks you if you'd like to help do the dishes. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. no I'll, I'll help. Yeah, hey, they, no, don't worry about it. You have it. Do me a it's favor. Yours. You can have the crime scene, but only as long as if the lieutenant shows up, you tell, tell him, him that, that I'm, I'm out searching. For, I'm chasing a hot lead. Exactly. 
I'll exactly. Be at, but I, AKA, I, I'll, I'll be at the bar. I got the I got the impression that maybe because uh, it has had bad reviews this this season of True Detective, or at least I've been giving it bad reviews. I don't know if that's enough for it. No, I definitely. But, I feel like it. But I wonder if I'm still. I, I like on. the announcement <laughs> that it's been getting bad reviews from me. Yeah, but I wonder if the if they were like uh, we're getting bad reviews, especially from some guy on Twitter who's from the UK. Perhaps we should rip out the last ten minutes of the episode that we were planning on airing this week. Get everyone back in. We need to shoot the most gigantic shootout in the history of television just to keep people engaged. Because I was legitimately mm-hmm. with ten minutes left of that show just before that thing happened. I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. This is this is terrible. This, and now and now you're in. And now I'm in now because and that was that was shootout. supposedly this season's version. Of the one, the one shot, shot, right? Of course, from season one, and that is one of my favorite scenes of all yeah. time. And this, this, this is not in the same. Does not even. Well, the other thing that has plagued many movies, and I feel like over the last ten or twenty years, movies have caught up with the idea that you everybody in a shootout can't be a dead eye marksman, but not, but not, not in a True Detective well, season two. Every shot was a headshot. Everybody ever ever from the the guy up on the third floor shooting down with a machine gun just hits everybody, everybody. who he wants to hit in the yeah. head. Just yeah, well Riggins, Tim Riggins was Tim Riggins fortunately. Yeah, was, was has has a, a steep military background. So I feel like if anybody's going to make that shot it's right. him. I Wait, mean, at least yeah. Which is Tim Riggins? The uh, uh the guy the, from the, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, you know, Friday the Night eye Lights. candy. Yeah. Oh, that guy! The, yeah, candy. the, the strapping, the hot, uh, the hot guy. Who, yeah, who is apparently gay now? Yes, but is a blackout drunk. Yeah, but doesn't. And doesn't there was remember. also that was a weird exchange yeah. too, that he didn't know how he got. Oh, it was just all, all, all weird. Anyway, listen, the last ten minutes of this podcast. I don't know if you don't like True, True Detective, if you aren't watching it, you're likely lost. But I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have because uh, the Vereen brothers. And Handsome Hank, a uh, a dynamite group of uh, visitors here to Studio 66. And that's just the start because later in the week, as I've already said, Jarvis Landry is going to be here. Handsome, I want you at your best. I, I, don't I know. promise you. What, today wasn't good enough for you? What's no, you were excellent, but I want you to rise to the occasion. I will. That's what it's about. That's, you know, Do you that's, want me to ask him questions? That's what a champion does. You deliver mm-hmm. like Shane Vereen did in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You see? It's not enough to say, yeah, I've done some good stuff. This is the time for you to do your best stuff. Then you give me a gaudy diamond-studded ring at the end of it. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Whoa. All right. Apparently, Tommy Ty has somewhere to be. There's the Ewok music. I didn't see any Ewoks at Comic-Con. Maybe next year. All right. Back with more hooey and applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.